Welcome, 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 everyone, to another podcast episode of the She Ventures Now podcast. I'm your host, Gail Nicole, and I'm the founder of SheVenturesNow.com, where I encourage millennial women to make quantum leaps in personal change. One of those changes that I strongly encourage women to do um, regarding their creative ideas or once they recognize their zone of genius is in starting their own business, right? Instead of thinking like you're going to have a side hustle or just one small income stream, starting a business really does empower you and making you feel like you are the leader of your destiny. You can create your future. You can create a whole nother bucket of wealth for yourself. And so I have the second half of an interview um, that I want to share with you with um, the writer of the nakedblog.com, Mac Jocelyn. If you hadn't heard her story as a single woman, you can revisit one of the previous podcasts in um, an earlier episode. Um, in this particular interview or section of her interview, she shares her business startup journey. And I love the aha moments she expressed. I love the ways in which she reached out for help and got mentorship. And I hope you do too. So take note. Mac, so phenomenal. And I totally appreciate you just making the time and dealing with my schedule as well. So I just really want to say thank you a whole bunch. I do want to pivot, make a hard pivot to now talk about if you have time because I, I want you to feel very free to be like nah I gotta go um to talk about your business entrepreneurship um uh startup experience and here's why um as you know like the she ventures now tribe and I wasn't able to give you much of an intel about this brand and this blog that I've started um, I'm really wanting to publish content that really allows millennials to grapple with starting things or pivoting or making changes in their life so that they can create the life that they want as opposed to just passively taking in things as they come. And one of the things that has been phenomenal for me has been starting a business. Do you have time to talk about your, your business startup experience? All right. So if you don't mind, um, can you tell people exactly what you started and how you got there? I know we talked off camera about it, but just to talk about the financial coach piece would be great. Right. So I launched a business called Project 13.7. And what I do is I coach and teach people on personal finance principles um, in layman terms, teach you how to manage the money you have now. So how it started, I went to get help for myself. When I was a missionary in Ghana, I was living on 100 US dollars a month. That was a really big stretch. Obviously, the cost of living is different, but it was still a stretch. So when I came back home, I had my first salary job and I was still living paycheck to paycheck. I didn't have uh, any student loans, any car loans, any rent, mortgage. Honestly, I think I just had my cell phone bill. Put gas in my car, that's really it. No really, no big ticket items. Um, and so I went to get help for myself. I went to go, I started seeing a personal finance coach and got my money in order. It didn't happen that easily or that quickly, but um, that's how it happened. And the business kind of fell into my lap. So I would be on the phone with my girlfriend and say, all right, girl, I'm going to see my financial coach. I'll talk to you later. And so that started to spark conversation with some of my friends on what it was that I was doing. Like, what did that mean, finance coach? And what was she helping me to do? Um, and through that organization, 
they actually coached, they actually trained me to become a coach, trained me to become a coach. And my first client was a radio personality and she wanted to interview me on personal finance. And we did the interview and a pastor heard it and asked me to come and um, speak to his congregation if I could find those principles in the Bible. Um, and actually there were many of them of in the Bible. And that worked out. And also my personal trainer asked me if I would coach him in his finances. And so we exchanged services. He helped me get my, you know, get snatched. I helped him, you know, keep some money in the bank. So uh, that's how Project 13.7 got started. It kind of fell into my lap. And yeah. Love it. Love it. First of all, I love the, the concept of Project 13.7 and how it naturally just evolved. My second question to you is how what have been some blunders you've made along the way? Like some of your best lessons learned, so to speak. I usually call it best failure moments. Some people have a hard time grappling with that. But like just moments where it's like, oh, oh, don't do that. You know, like, oh, I won't do that next time, you know? Okay, that is a great question. Best lesson learned is to... How do I say this? Do what you want to do. Meaning, wow. uh, don't do something just for the money. Yeah. That's what you yeah. want to do. So, so with that, on the other side of that is if you could have a mentor, you, you should. Somebody who can help you through this process. And just a very short um, <clears throat> glimpse of my experience was uh, some, a, a group asked me to come and speak. And they couldn't meet my speaker's feet. And so I was debating whether or not I would take it. One of my mentors said to me, don't take it. Because once you start off at that level, you're going to have to stay there. It's a community. People will talk. So they'll invite you and expect you to always be at that rate. And he was saying to me that that rate doesn't, it doesn't pay your bills. Like it doesn't get you, you know, anything. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, but they're small, you know, I don't know if they can afford it. And I started to like kind of feel bad. Long story short, I, um, was still debating on whether or not I was going to take it right because I'm a Christian and it's like um this was a church a smaller church and I was like well you know I want to serve the Lord and you know they may not have money so so that's another premise yeah another story another story so I would say to do what you want to do. So if there are um, gigs that you want to take, take them. And if there are some that you don't want to take or you feel funny about, don't do them. I would say that because people can sift right through authenticity. And if you don't really want to be there, they're going to pick up on it. It's going to not leave a good taste in their mouth and it won't be good for your brand. So only do things that you want to do. I like that. It's interesting too. Your take on it is like, don't take things you don't want to take. I find a lot of entrepreneurs want to take gigs that are not paid. Right. Because we at the end of the day, to me, I'm like at a gut check level. It's like, if you cannot pay your bills with that, then don't take it. <laughs> like, you have, I, I, I have to be as clear as that, even for myself, because right. you'll want to take so many stuff and you're not leaving yourself room for right. the right clients, you know? Right. I'm with you on that. That's, that's, a, that's a great moment. It's also draining. Um, yes. so I had, I, I'm in Connecticut, so I had an organization that wanted to bring me to New Jersey. 
to speak. Oh, great. I'll come to New Jersey. Here's my fee. That doesn't include um, reimbursement for travel and accommodation. And they call me back. Oh, sorry, we can't afford this. So did you think about that when you asked me to speak, that it's going to take me two hours to drive to New Jersey? No, I'm sorry, hour and a half to and from. Clearly, I can't come the same day because you want me to speak at 9 a.m. So I need to come the night before. Right. You didn't think about all of that. So for me, the travel, the accommodation and the preparation, it takes time. I don't just like pull this out of my butt. It's work. Um, And so (laughs) I have to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to have to say three no's and, and just take that one yes. Because it also drains me. It also... Gayon, I'm at a place where I am conserving my energy and I am focused on creating. I want to create good content. Even if it's just putting out a blog, I just want to create. I want to save my energy for that. I don't want to spend my time doing things. No. Sorry. I, it's not that I'm boss. Like somebody told me, one of my friends, she was like, oh, um, but Mac, you're not like at Susie Orman's level. No, I'm not. That's why I didn't charge them Susie Orman prices. You're right. I'm not. And so also, I, I think another thing I would say to entrepreneurs is to be careful who's around you. Be very careful who's, who's speaking to you. People have different concepts. So I actually worked with a, um, with a strategy coach. And when I was talking to him, I said, oh, my speaking engagements, I'll go ahead and be vulnerable here. I was like, I'd like to charge $1,000 per speaking engagement. And he actually said to me, that's way too little. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I ain't got no, I, he said right now at the level with your experience, that's too little. So I have somebody telling me I'm not on Susie Orman's level and I have somebody else telling me that's too little. So you, you really got to be, you know, mindful of who's around you. Absolutely. Uh, I think I would make that number one. Who's around you? What, you know, who, who's saying what? And you really got to sift through that stuff. They don't mean any harm. She's your girlfriend. You know, but she's also familiar with you. Oh, that's just Mac. Oh, you know, that's just Mac. But somebody who don't know me, yes, we will pay that. We'll pay it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right, so. no, that's, those are some gems. Those are some gems. You just, you just segued right into the next question, which were thought patterns and aha moments that you've had so far in your journey. What, real quick, what phase of your business are you in right now? Startup. Startup. Okay. Yeah, it hasn't been a year yet. Oh, okay, cool. And so have there been other aha moments that you're like, dang, this is the, I, I'm developing an entrepreneurial mindset. Like this is where I'm at. Any, anything else? Any aha moments? Is, um, be nice to everyone. You don't know who's connected yeah. to who. You, have, you just have no idea. And I say that also thinking about myself, that let me, let me, let me share an experience. So I took this uh, business plan writing course and the last course was a speed dating course where they brought in people from different walks of life and we had to pitch our business to them in like 15 seconds. And so there might've been 15 people there. And every time I pitched it, it got a little better because I was like, okay, that didn't work. This works. This is what they want to hear, blah, blah, blah. By the time I got to the 15th person, I'm tired. Like I'm, tired i've been saying the same thing all night by the time i get to her i'm like yeah blah 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 whatever whatever i'm talking to her and i'm just being very honest because at this point i'm tired i'm not concerned with putting up a front or looking good because somebody people done said some harsh things to me i had to wipe my tears in between seats um that's a different story but 
by the time I got to her, she said, you know what? I don't know what I can do to help you, but I want to help you. And here's my card. I said, like, okay, thanks. The earlier that night when we were setting up for this, um, they were like some small platters. She was trying to open up something and I went to go and get her scissors and I gave her scissors. This was the same woman who said, I want to help you. Turns out this woman is a vice president mm. at one of the top banks in the world. This bank is in New York and it's not a personal bank. It's a bank that lends to banks, just to give you an idea. And this yeah. one was like, I'm like, okay, Jesus, obviously the favor of God. I don't think I said anything special to her, but I do think that, excuse me, I do think that being nice to her by just handing her some scissors, I saw her struggling. Here you go, sister. Here goes some scissors. <laughs> you never know. Yep. 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 And this woman has been like so instrumental in, in helping me in just so many ways that I, I can't even begin to um, articulate. And we've become friends. Like we've gone on double dates to see a Broadway show. Like, so, you know, and you want people around you that you genuinely like and people who like you, people are going to help you because they like you. It all got crap to do with what you're selling, what you're trying to design people buy people they don't buy products yeah no, the no like and trust factor is a big deal that i think people forget or new entrepreneurs need to hold embrace like it's just you've got to embrace the no like and if they don't know you they can't buy from you if they don't like you they don't want to buy from you they don't, if they can't trust you right. they're not gonna give you your money more than once it's just it's just, right. it, you know, so for real, that's a great story because especially when you're just starting out, you've got to maximize connections and you never know what people are looking for, you know? So number five, what's the one thing you think makes or breaks a novice entrepreneur, Mac? Uh, trying to be someone else. Mm. Gosh, that sounds so cliche, but I think you know, it just really goes back to being authentic. People can just sift right through that and it just doesn't stick. You yeah. know, one of the things we, we loved about Michelle and Barack, I don't know if you did, but I did, um, is that the, it felt like they were themselves. It did. It, it did. It, it really did. It felt like the whole time they were just themselves. And I, I think that people like that. I think what, speaking to Michelle specifically, I think she totally, as the first lady, did what no one expected through and through. Like, I know from her clothes choice to what she did with her hair right. to how she, like, what she did for initiatives, initiative-wise, with her pedigree, right. like, she was like, I'm going to do this my way. Right. 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 <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I think that's why, that's why we love people is because they're themselves. And so... I think sometimes we can, as entrepreneurs, we can get caught up in trying to emulate somebody that we admire, that we like. That sometimes I know I have. I totally have. And, I, you know, those are the moments where I felt like I wasn't even making headway in what I wanted. It's like right. you're, trying to, you're trying to repeat a recipe that you thought worked for somebody else. And it's like, stop, just do it your way. No, right. that's right. good. And with balance, because, you know, we got to learn from. No, those. for sure. Right. Yeah. So with balance, but yeah. 
So here's a quick rapid fire question on entrepreneurship tip. Ready? Number one, if business operations and branding were in a boxing match, who do you think would win? Branding. Yeah. If branding, branding was Uh a person and business operations was a person and they were in a boxing match. Branding, branding for sure. For real. Yeah. Okay, cool. Number two, you've been given the task of writing the manual on entrepreneurship. Page one says. Be yourself. Boom. (laughs) Number three, the cost of starting up your business has been, and this doesn't have to be only financial. This could be, you know, relational, emotional, mental, whatever. The cost of starting my business has been the cost of it. Sort of like the sacrifices. That's what the the word I should use is sacrifice. The sacrifice um, has been working after work. Right? A lot of over hours. Just a lot of overtime for sure. Number four, great customer service according to Mac is smile on your face um that's one but great customer service is thinking about me and not you Mm. yeah so if i if i'm if i'm offering customer service thinking about the person what it is that they need gotcha myself right number five your personal philosophy on sales would be would it be be nice (laughs) on sales would be to get to know the customer. Yeah. Right. And I think sometimes with sales, we have to be on enough, honest enough to say, I can't help you, but here's, here's who I think can. Like, yeah. being willing to let the sale go. It's okay. You know, like, sure. I think just like, I think being a good Christian can help us be good salesmen because it's not about us. Yeah. It always be about um, the other person. So. Yeah. I like that. Number six, your business mentor is. Well, you want to know her name? Well, it's so a lot of people have virtual mentors and then they have coaches and then they have my strategists or business coaches. So if you want to, yeah, if there's somebody who's already doing this as a service or somebody that you read about a lot, I just wanted to entertain that. My business mentor. Okay. Well, it would have been who I mentioned earlier. I don't want to share her name. Just That's okay. That's fine. Um, Right. So her first name is Carrie. I can say Carrie. My business mentor is Carrie. She's VP at a bank. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. So literally. God, that's, that's my business mentor and a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of articles. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Number seven, and this is the final question. What has been your greatest success moment so far? My greatest success moment. It can be small. It doesn't have to be super glamorous or large. It can be something small and significant, like a, a milestone or a benchmark you met, you know, for yourself. Um, this is going to sound weird. I think on paper, I would probably say, oh, getting published in the newspaper. So the article in my business paper. That was pretty cool. But I think my greatest success moment has to be, um, coaching the single moms really yeah that, that, that that's it just 
just having them leave feeling like, thank you so much, Mac. Um, my mom's a single mom. And so my mom has, you know, done so great by my sister and I, but I feel like I'm being what I wish someone was to her. Yeah. So, to, to have the single mom say thank you so much, Matt, because it's hard when it's just them. And, you know, so I, that, those are my greatest success moments. Um, I have two moms who come to mind at, at this point, but those are my greatest moments when they, when, when they walk in like high energy, like stressed, and then by the time they leave, their shoulders are down and they're like, thank you, I can do this. That's good. That's amazing. And I just appreciate again, like going through this next set of questions on a Saturday morning and being able to just um, vibe with each other about like our experiences. I really appreciate you sharing it. It's been topsy-turvy for me in starting a business multiple times. But one of the things I found is when I reflect on the journey and see and celebrate the milestones and also recognize that the things that I've gone through are not uncommon, um, it's been helpful for me to allay the angst and the anxiety and just be grateful and be, and be present, if that makes sense. So I really appreciate you, Mac. No, this was so good. I, I think, yeah, I ain't trying to speak not into your life, but I think you should really consider like, I'm glad that you're doing podcasts because you really have a way of like drawing out of me, at least. I don't know how it's been for everybody else, but now you know all my business. <laughs> um, but I think that it can be helpful. Your questions are great, very insightful questions that have me um thinking you know who this reminds me of lewis holes are you familiar with his yeah i am i don't follow him but i'm very familiar with him because he's he's um he's been pumping out a lot of content material and he's been doing it for a minute yeah so i really enjoy, enjoy those um podcasts is what they are because he's asking like real good questions and so thank you for that having me think having me reflect um and always trying to be authentic myself not give like these cookie cutter what i think people want to hear answers but what i think you know mac which is which is real which is very real and i appreciate that because i don't want people to give me the answers that they think i want to hear or what people should hear i want to hear what worked for you and i think I love your answers for that. I love the fact that you gave me 100%. This has been my experience. This is what worked. You know what I mean? Because that's what people need to hear. And I think more than ever, um, I want people to engage in this content feeling like they know these people. Like they know, these are people that went to their college, even though they might not have gone to UF, but like they could, they could have went to high school with us, you know, and seeing what we are going through. So I just appreciate you and thank you for the words of affirmation. Lewis House is really top notch. I'm not there yet. But um, I feel like there has to be more people like us who are doing things to empower our community, but also empower just millennials in general. So, well, this is a great start. I mean, this is a great start. This is a great start. So, this was so fun. This was so fun. Um, Thank you so much. That's all for now, friends. If you'd like to get more updates about our upcoming podcasts or blog posts or any resources that I'm producing to help you make quantum leaps in personal change, go ahead and sign up for our newsletter at sheventuresnow.com slash updates.